Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Maggie Shar. We recorded this at Clifftop a few months ago in the Long Point String Band tent. Thanks again for letting us crash your camp, friends. This episode is brought to you in part by the Kauai Old Time Gathering, so I'm going to pass along a message for them. Aloha, y'all! Tickets are on sale for the third annual Kauai Old Time Gathering this November 22nd through 24th. Workshops and performances by Magnolia Sisters, Lone Pinon, Evie Layden, Jane Rothfield, and lots of local Hawaiian artists. Head over to kauaioldtime.com for more information and to reserve a bed or a campsite in the beautiful mountains of Kauai. Lots of music and dancing with Cajun two-step, old-time bailes nuevo mexicanos, and square dancing. That's Kauai spelled K-A-U-A-I, oldtime.com. Also, I'm going to be there, and I would love to hang out with you, so get your tickets now. Just a heads up, the Get Up in the Cool member drive is happening this October. It usually happens in October, but last year I was in Australia during October, so I had to push it back a few months. But it is happening on time this year. While the show does get the occasional awesome sponsor like Kauai Old Time Gathering, it's by and large listener-funded. Big thanks again to my amazing, steadfast supporters. So I saved some very special episodes for October in hopes that you'll be convinced to chip in and fund the show so that I can get to all these festivals and pay my guests and justify to my family why I spend so much time away from home. Also, I have a really exciting announcement regarding a new banjo-related project that I'm involved in. So make sure to tune in a couple weeks and tell your friends. Make sure to stick around after the interview, and I'll tell you how you can keep up with this week's awesome guest. But first, here is my interview and jam with Maggie Shar. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Maggie Shar. Welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I think I met you at Black Creek, maybe, a couple years mm -hmm. ago. Yeah, but just in passing, I've basically barely talked to you, and I don't think I've ever played with you before. Oh, that's the first so, time. <laughs> this has been lovely. <laughs> yeah, thank you yeah. for doing this. Um, that was what did we just play? Indian Eat the Woodchuck. Indian the Woodchuck. When did you first When did you first learn that tune? That tune? Um, I don't know. I've been I've been really liking it, playing it like for the last few months. Uh, who suggested Adam Hurt suggested that I might like that tune, so I've been. He has, he's incredible. Yes, he's very credible. <laughs> his taste, yeah. I believed him, and I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd heard he it before, correct? but I had never tried playing on the banjo. It's a super fun banjo tune. Yeah. It really did, flows nicely. Did you learn it, did you learn it from Ed Haley's source, or did you learn it from someone else? You know what, I watched, um, I did that like creepy YouTube thing, and there's so many, you yeah. know, YouTube videos of people playing. I watched Shout a video. Shout out to all the creeps out there. <laughs> I mean, it's a very useful resource. Yeah, it absolutely is. So, I do it constantly. <laughs> there's a video of um, uh, Grace Forrest playing here at Clifftop. Yeah. And I watched that video a bunch. So, learned it from her and also um, from Adam. Yeah. Yeah. So is she, somewhere together. I don't know. actually know her. Uh, was she playing it on banjo? No, she's playing She's uh, playing it on fiddle. Yeah. How do you, how do you go about... Um, interpreting a fiddle melody on the banjo. To what extent is that an intellectual exercise or intuitive or? It's an, that's an interesting question. Well, I feel like I play, Thanks, I play very differently. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> when I um, play solo, I have like a, kind of a different style than when I play with a fiddler. Yeah, how? Well, I actually pay attention to what the notes are in the melody. Great. <laughs> so when you're when <laughs> so you like when I'm jamming, it's completely intuitive. I I'm not thinking about like oh, what note is that. I just let my fingers fly around, and then sounds come out that I like. Yeah. Or if I don't like them, then I don't play them again, and I do something else. But but obviously yeah. that doesn't work when there's not a fiddler. It doesn't make any sense. So right. A I've been working more. on trying to develop my solo banjo style a little bit, and that was one of the tunes that. That why, is one of the tunes that I'm Why are you doing playing. that? Why? Working on your solo banjo style. Why a lot not? of people don't bother to do that. Well, there's not always a fiddler around when I want to play. Yeah. So I had to figure out how to make this thing work without a fiddle. Yeah. No, I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, let's yeah. talk more <laughs> about that uh, maybe off mic. So I, I'm trying to figure that out too. <laughs> um, hmm. Last night, you were in a jam... Is that your tent? Mm -hmm. It's a, how would you describe that tent? I think it's like a s yellow circus tent. So it reminds me of like circus, but it has birch trees on it. It's like a circus tent with birch trees. Yeah. A little yurt-like. Do people refer to it as the Civil War tent? No. That's a different one. That's a different one. Because I've heard people throw that around. I was like, are they talking about that? Yeah. yeah. No. I have often camped with the Civil War tent. Okay. But I have. I have moved out on my own. Right. I now have my own structure. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. um, so last night, you were in a jam with maybe, I don't know, six or seven people, and um, there, there were bongos. Mm -hmm. There's a very young man playing the bongos. Mm -hmm. And what was Brian playing? It was dark. I couldn't tell. He was tell. playing bass. But at some point later on in oh, the evening... Yeah. He was playing something between his legs. Yeah, a drum. I don't know. I don't some kind know. of some hand kind drum. of drum. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy adjacent kind of drum. Yeah, and um, 
y'all were playing, it seemed like, I don't know, about half an hour per tune mm -hmm. or something. I think that's accurate. Minimum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you were, it, it felt like I was listening to Steve Reich or Philip Glass or something. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean that as a compliment. I take I hope that you, as okay, a compliment. Good, good, good. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, that was definitely going on in our gym. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, I definitely, I noticed that the further on into the tune, the more um, abstracted the melody would get. Especially, uh, I, I would especially notice that um, in your banjo playing. Mm -hmm. You were still definitely holding it down, but it was like, that, that's a skill I've been trying to work on. Is how 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 do you um, how do you not be exact on the banjo and make it like interesting and make it actually fit? And yeah, who where did you learn how to do that? Um, how did I learn how to do that? I think I've I've listened to Brian play a lot. Brian Slattery. I mean, I'm I'm heavily influenced by his banjo playing. When did you meet him? Um, a few years ago at Clifftop. He. He prefers to be, he's like willfully obtuse about uh, being exact about a melody. Right. Like he likes to like deconstruct it as fast as possible. Yeah. So I've been playing with him a lot. I mean, he's the person I play with the most right now and for the last few years. So it's like osmosis. I was just like, what are you doing? What does that sound? I'm going to do that. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, indirectly from him. Yeah. We all have a lot to learn from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we play another tune? Sure. Um, yeah, Highlander's Farewell. Yeah. I'm gonna play guitar on this one. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Thank you. 
When did you start playing banjo? Uh, I started playing banjo, I think in like 2004, 2003. Yeah. Was that your first instrument? Uh, no, piano was technically my first instrument. Did you do classical piano? Yeah. Did you do Suzuki? No, I no. didn't do Suzuki. Mm -mm. No, I took piano lessons for a long time and like never practiced, but you know, I still feel like I laid a good foundation. Yeah. And then when I was why, about... why didn't you practice? Um, well, you know what? I did practice, but I didn't practice what I was supposed to. What did you I practice? played, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what did you like prefer to play? I would just like, I like to figure stuff out. Like I would hear, I was, and still am, I learned by ear. So yeah. like I had a piano teacher who was really into music reading. <laughs> You know, so, which which I um, was never very good at. I can do it, but badly. And anyway, so I would memorize the piece. Yeah. And then play. I would just play other stuff. So did you like the the pieces that you were playing? Some of them. If okay. I liked them, then I would, then you would then learn would them by them. ear. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Cool. I would use the music if I needed to, but it was just so much slower than yeah. hearing it. Yeah. So then when I was twelve, I think I got a guitar, and then I played guitar, and I started playing bluegrass, but just because I think that was an accident I was trying to think about that I don't know how that Whoops. started I think it was because um, the guitar teacher that I had was a bluegrasser yeah. just by coincidence like I grew up in North Carolina so it was oh, that was the music was around where, where in North Carolina Winston-Salem yeah um, so yeah so I went down the bluegrass guitar path for for a while and then the question was when did I start playing banjo right and then then what happened oh then I went to I had a, my best friend from high school, her stepdad plays banjo, and he would take us to festivals like oh, when we were in high school. So I went to, um, I think it was called Fiddler's Grove or Sugar Grove, I'm not sure what, in North Carolina. I got to see Doc Watson play, and like that was my first um, old time festival. Yeah. Just sort of by accident, because I tagged along with their family, and I. How old were you at this point? I think I was like, 16. Okay. It was in high school, 16 or 17, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember exactly. Um, and I remember watching the band contest and just being like, fuck yeah! Oops, sorry, should I not swear? You can, that's fine. <laughs> I was like super inspired, you know, yeah. by the music that I was hearing, because it yeah. was different. And, um, and then afterwards I was roaming around all the jams and I came upon one and the person who was playing banjo was like super nice and um, engaging. I talked to them for a while, and um, and I just felt like like I could do that. I want to do that. I could do yeah. that. So I felt really inspired to, to do it, and that turned out to be um, Ivy. I forget their last name from um, the Roan Mountain. Oh. Ramblers, Hilltoppers. Yeah, they won the band contest. I think this yeah. this memory is from a long time ago. It might be a little. I don't know if they okay. won, but they played. Okay. They definitely played, and I made an impression. And then yes, talked with them. And anyway. It's a great example, and so I was inspired to learn. What was it about her, her playing that made an impression? Oh gosh, I don't remember. It was emotional. <laughs> I yes. mean, the impression was emotional. I don't, I can't remember. Like, yeah, I can't be any specific. Like, it was a certain kind of thing. It just, yeah, I was just like, yes, that was cool. So there, that happened. That was like one piece that led me in this direction. And then I also was listening when I was in high school. I was really into The Grateful Dead, which you probably could. Um, infer you mm -hmm. listen to my jamming. I, mm -hmm. I just made that connection. I was like, oh my god, this is like, this is my jam band roots coming out. It totally comes out when I jam. I'm just like, let me just let's go in and jam. I love it. I still love it. Um, but anyway, I was listening to a lot of Grateful Dead, and then they came out with uh, "Olden in the Way," 
Did you ever hear that album? No, I still haven't. Um, it's a great. It's a great take, album. Take, take, uh, taken. Gone, you haven't taken to that path. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, so Old and in the Way came out, and I was like, this, like, this is what I like, because you know, The Grateful Dead does a lot of old time stuff, or they did. Yeah. Um, and so that it was sort of like it was like it got honed down that like that the um, that that was the stuff that I was attracted to was the the old time. Thing. So I, that's that's sort of the path, and then what happened? Then um, there's a banjo in my family. Like my grandfather played the tenor banjo, yeah. And then my mom had that banjo, um, like had her new neck put on it, made it into a five-string banjo sometime in like the '60s, and she played it for a little while. Cool. And then it sat in like my uncle's basement for 20 years or something, and then and then I got it. So awesome. that was my first banjo. Basement banjo. The basement family banjo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's how that's that's how this whole thing started. Wait, that's this banjo? No, no. Oh, no. sorry, I got confused. I, um, I touched this banjo, but no, okay. no, that was my first banjo. I don't play it anymore. It's kind of a piece of crap. But. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. But it has a but place in my heart. But it was your family's piece of crap. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Since I don't really know you very well, like, what role does it like play in your life right now? Playing banjo, but playing all time in general. What role does it play in my life right now? Yeah. A, um, a pretty big one. Like, yeah. how <laughs> often do you play? Is there... Because you're in Western Mass. Yeah. Um, are there a lot of people who play out there? Do you get uh, a lot of opportunities? Some. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I end up playing a lot. Like, right now, especially. I mean, so the, the long... Do you want the long answer? Yes. <laughs> it's not that Please. long. But so for a living, I, I'm a, I have a children's music band and business so I do kids music Um, that's called Little Roots and so my musical partner Annie and I have a studio in Western Mass in in Florence Massachusetts and um, we teach classes to little little kids like zero to five great babies yeah it's super cute and sweet and you know it's a good way to make a living Um, and then we we do concerts too we play festivals and stuff we'll be at the Hoot this summer and we're just at the Green River Festival, and we'll be at um, something else. Oh, the Arcadia Folk Festival, which is like a local festival. And Great. anyway, it's really it's fun. It's very sweet. So that I do that every day, or yeah. almost every day, and teach lessons. So music is there. And then um, I have a local string band called the Ephemeral String Band, um, but it's it's quite ephemeral because everybody has has like real jobs and sure. our fiddler Mia Friedman who's amazing is in many many other bands and yeah. she's often touring and stuff so we 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 used to play together a lot and yeah. um, we actually recorded an album with Tatiana Hargraves uh, well, that was a while ago maybe like five years ago yeah four years ago awesome five, four or five years ago um, she was our fiddler because she went to Hampshire College and so she played with us for a while and that was super fun so I have that band and that we play we maybe have like at this point, maybe four gigs a year. It's very, uh-huh. it's a very ephemeral. So that, but that's there. And then I play with the Moonshells a bunch, which is my current, current most active band. Yeah. And then are, I fill in with other people too. Are, are you doing like banjo in all of these? Um, banjo, yeah, mostly. I mean, I also can play guitar and I play ukulele and yeah, dabble badly in other things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Occasionally, I might touch an accordion, but it's not pretty. <laughs> but I can play triangle pretty good. That's hard. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> proud can, of that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like some to some folks, maybe that would register as a joke. Yeah. But 
but you know. It's really hard. Yeah, it requires yeah. a lot of focus. Um, but de definitely banjo is my main instrument, and it's, it's my main love. Like, yeah. I, I love the banjo. So, you know, and I go to all these old-time festivals, and I get together with Brian a lot and with uh, Laura Morawski. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah, so, former guests of the show. Former guests yeah. of your show, yeah. yeah. So we all play together yeah. quite often. Hmm. What, what should we, where are we playing next? Oh yeah, let's play this Josio. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Play a Josio? Let's play that Josio. I'll do it. Let's do it a little slow, mm -hmm. like all my tunes. tuning are you using to, to play that? Playing that in Sandy River Bell tuning. Do you, do you do that for like all your G tunes? I do that a lot when I'm playing alone. I yeah. don't do that so much in jams. So this is something you've developed for your yes. solo band. What, yes. yeah, what about and I, it? I credit um, Adam Hurt with that, who's my banjo mentor. Oh, very good. So I, I learned that from him. So yeah, for those who are unfamiliar with that, will you explain the tuning? Yeah. 
I'll explain it the way that my brain understands it. Perfect. <laughs> Great. Which is that you get in, if you're tuned in A, yeah. you get into modal tuning, and then you drop the fifth string to a G. Yeah. And then you have Sandy Ripple tuning. Yeah. Great. So, which yeah. is if you're tuned in G already, then that's an F tuning, which is really nice. I actually play, I play an F a lot when I'm by myself, because I just like the, I like the way the banjo sounds low, low down there. Yeah, very good. Well, um, we have one more that we're gonna play together. Um, so let's, let's I, I guess we need to play banjo first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I that, think so. Yeah. Okay, we're there. Cool, uh, yeah, what are we about to We're play? gonna play Horses in the Cane Break. Cool. I don't know anything about this tune, do you? Nope. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Okay, yeah, no. great. <laughs> I heard it originally on a, um, what album is that? Bob Carlin's Bangin' and Sawin'. Oh. That's where I heard it, but I play it a little differently. I learned this one also from Adam. Thanks, Adam. Most of my, so yeah, totally. Yeah. Shout, Shout out to Adam Hurt. <laughs> um, most of my solo learnings are from him. So great. He gets all the credit. He seems to have figured out the the solo instrumental banjo totally. thing. And he's a great teacher too. Thank you. 
good to be pushed to play slow. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> you do it so well. I can't like, but yeah, well, it's, I'm so impressed. It goes the other way too. I, it's good to be pushed to play fast. Yeah, well, maybe we'll do that Which later. you do quite well. <laughs> uh, so, you have a very special uh, new project. Yes, I do. The Moon Shells. Mm -hmm. And you came out with two albums this year, back to back, Yeah, basically. why not, while you're at it. Yeah. Why did you come out with two albums? How did that happen? So, the first album is, is it's called Seaside Asylum, and it's a... Um, spooky it's, name. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's kind of a spooky album. Yeah. Um, it, there's a story to that name, too, but I'll... I'll stay focused. So it's a. Um, you don't have to. The first <laughs> album. The first, I am. I'm gonna do it. Um, it's it's all songs that and songs and two that Brian and I wrote together collaboratively, yeah. which took about a year to do. So we would like write over email and then, which was really fun. It was kind of like a, you know, like one person would like start a song yeah. and then send it to the other one, and the other one would change that and add something and then send it back. So that's yeah, how that happened. Really sweet. And it took about a year and we recorded it ourselves at Brian's house. So we did that and then then I don't know, Brian was just like, well we're at it, why don't, why don't we record tunes too? Yeah. So um, we sat down like one winter day um, with Charlie Shaw and Laura Morowski and Molly Merritt, who the five, was that five people? Yeah, the five of us play whenever we can. Yeah. Like we've just, we've spent many hours playing together um, and sort of like, we should just be a band. Yeah. So we sat down and recorded a bunch of fiddle tunes in an afternoon. Yeah. You know, it's like it was super easy to yeah to do it because we've played together for so long. We kind of know how to play together. So that's that's how that happened. Great. Not really sure like why, other than because it was fun. That's that's the answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. How do people um, get it? Do you ship physical CDs or just download online, or how do you do that? All of the above. All of the above. Yeah, you can Great. get it really anywhere. Like we're we have a Bandcamp page yeah. where you can get digital or or um, physical copies. It's also on CD Baby and iTunes and all that. Great. All okay. those other unmentionable yes. streaming sources. Yes. <laughs> so I yeah. So while you're listening to this now, just like tap around on your device until you find the links that I made. So yeah, note to the listener buy these albums. Great. And you teach banjo lessons I as do. well. Yeah. 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 This is my favorite thing to teach. I actually really like teaching banjo. Um, yeah, okay. so I do Skype lessons yeah. and then I do lessons in person. And uh, I've been lucky enough to teach at the at Deborah Clifford and Bruce Molsky's old time Rollick yes. the last few years too, which I've really enjoyed. It's super fun. Hmm. It's like a highlight of the year. So, hmm. Yeah. Um, and little and little roots. And little roots. Little roots is also a thing. Little and roots you is have a thing. Albums mm -hmm. of that as yeah. well. Great. And uh, I'm assuming all of those projects are available for uh, booking too. If any, indeed they places are. Places want to yes. bring you out. Yes. Okay. Great. All that information, I will <laughs> add. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Maggie. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thanks Getting for having a me. Part of your clifftop. Of course. Thanks for asking me. I'm I'm honored to be part of your podcast. Will you please play a Moonshell song? I will. Yeah. So this. This is like foretelling, like when you're gonna like break off, you're like solo when the band breaks up. And you're just <laughs> like, just I'm a me. solo act now. I'm just gonna play by myself. Or Shark. So this one, this is the um, first one that we wrote, Brian and I. Um, 
and Brian was inspired to create a song out of um, the tune Sally coming through the rye. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's now a... I, now I can't remember what its real a, name is. Is that it? I think yeah. so. Um, so that's what this is. But uh, to me, it's not recognizable anymore, but yeah. I think he still hears it in there. Okay. Oh, and it, it's interesting. I don't know, I probably don't need to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. This interesting thing happened in this tune where we were recording it. Like we had, all, had it all written and we were recording it and then I hit a clam, you know, like a wrong note when we started. You called them clams? Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> I had never heard that before. Yeah, I was like, ah, clam. Yeah. I don't know why, I don't know where I got this. But anyway, so I hit this note that was not supposed to be in there, yeah. quote unquote. And you know, in true Brian Slattery fashion, he was like, that's perfect. <laughs> I love that, you know, so I now. I love how wrong that is. <laughs> yeah. So now it starts and ends the tune. So. Lovely.
The Moonshells are on tour this October. Check out their website, themoonshells.com, and like and follow them on Facebook to look at their tour dates. They're coming through Chatham, New York, Montague, Massachusetts, Albany, New York, Glastonbury, Connecticut, Cabot, Vermont, and New Haven, Connecticut, in that order. I got to watch them perform at Clifftop, and they were great. I actually listen to and think about their song, New Year's Day, frequently. Uh, which you can hear on their album Seaside Asylum before you catch them live. That's also available on their website along with Screech Plank, their album of tunes. You should also check out Little Roots for kids' music classes, lessons, and concerts, and the Ephemeral String Band on Facebook and at littlerootsmusic.com and ephemeralstringband.com, respectively. And everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes on your podcast app. Thanks again to the Kauai Old Time Gathering for sponsoring this episode. Register now at kauaioldtime.com. K-A-U-A-I oldtime.com. Make sure to check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. We're about to wrap up our 10th season in which we review the music of Bob Marley, which has been really interesting to say the least. That's all for now, friends. Thank you for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.